<laughs> in a word, why is soul music the biggest thing there is in England now, in your opinion? Well, actually, I think that the, the English kids uh, I want to get more of the, the rhythm and blues music. I think they, you know, they've heard a lot of the English music, you know, and I think they want to make a little change or something and hear some of the soul music. And when are you going back? I'm going back uh, in a month from now. Last time I was there was about a year and a half ago, and it was just beginning to roll along, you know, and, and, and it's going to be fabulous. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. I am the painful blister on your toe, Napalm Nanny. And let me remind you that the justice system is a joke and to find me on Instagram under Napalm Nanny in the Shack. And if you want to donate to the Shack or buy me a cup of coffee, then my Venmo handle is Windex Burns My Eyes. Again, if it's within your means and if you want to. Now, something about rhythm and blues and soul just warms my heart, and I am excited to share a little history that I dug up on the incredible Otis Redding. Born September 9th, 1941 in Dawson, Georgia, his family moved to Macon, Georgia by the age of two. Then years later, Redding quit school at the age of 15 to support his family, working with Little Richard's backing band, The Upsetters, and by performing in talent shows at the historic Douglas Theater in Macon. Then in 1958, he joined the Johnny Jenkins band, The Pine Toppers, with whom he toured the southern states as a singer and a driver. An unscheduled appearance at the Stax recording session led to a contract and his first single, These Arms of Mine, in 1962. Stax then released Redding's debut album, Pain in My Heart, two years later. Initially popular mainly with African Americans, Redding later reached a wider American pop music audience. Along with his group, he first played small gigs in the American South. He later performed at the popular Los Angeles nightclub Whiskey A Go Go and toured Europe, performing in London, Paris, and other major cities. 
He also performed at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. And shortly before his death in a plane crash, Redding wrote and recorded his iconic Sitting on the Dock of the Bay with Steve Cropper. The song became the first posthumous number one record on both the Billboard Hot 100 and R&B charts. And the album The Dock of the Bay was also the first posthumous album to reach number one on the UK album's chart. And Redding's premature death devastated Stax. Already on the verge of bankruptcy, the label soon discovered that the ATCO division of Atlantic Records owned the rights to his entire song catalog. And before I get carried away, here's this week's playlist. Enjoy! If you give me one more chance, I'll prove my love is true. I'll prove my love is true. And do all of the things that I supposed to do that I'm supposed to do but if I let you down if I let you down baby set me free set me free oh I don't know but I think I just live in misery there is nothing I can do to make up all the wrong things I've done all the wrong I've done cause when I bet you pretty baby I do
So, Redding received many posthumous accolades, including the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award and induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. In addition to Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Respect and Try a Little Tenderness are among his best-known songs. Redding has been called the King of Soul, an honor also given to Brown and Cook, and he remains one of the genre's most recognized artists. His lean and powerful style exemplified the Stacks' sound. He was said to be the heart and soul of Stacks, while artists such as Al Jackson, Dunn, and Cropper helped to expand its structure. Redding's manic, electrifying stage performances and perceived honesty were particular hallmarks. Along with the use of interjections such as gada gada gada, some of which came from Cook, and producer Stewart thought the begging singing was stress-induced and enhanced by Redding's shyness. And there are so many artists from so many genres that have named Redding as a musical influence. George Harrison called Respect an inspiration for Drive by Car. The Rolling Stones also mentioned Redding as a major influence. Other artists influenced by Redding include Led Zeppelin, Grateful Dead, The Doors, and virtually every soul and R&B musician from the early years, such as Al Green, Etta James, Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, and more. Janis Joplin was influenced by his singing style, and according to Sam Andrew, a guitarist in her band Big Brother and The Holding Company, she stated that she learned to push a song instead of just sliding over it after hearing Redding. The Bee Gees, Barry Gibb and Robin Gibb wrote the song to love somebody for him to record. He loved it and he was going to cut it, as Barry put it, on his return from his final concert. But due to Redding's untimely death, the Bee Gees recorded and dedicated the song to his memory. And there's still so much more to be said, but till then, enjoy the rest of the playlist.
So that's all, folks. And let me just say that I am so grateful for all the support and kind words. It means so much to me. All the messages, likes, comments, shares, it honestly keeps the shot going. This is truly a community-based pirate radio show. So till next week, I am your four-eyed host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. Stay safe out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs>